Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. This is Kevin Afoko, a.k.a. Zach and Bro. We're back here with Wonder Wednesday, episode 65. Nice for y'all to listen in and tune in with us. Got a special guest with me. I really want to jump into the podcast today because we have a lot of important things to talk about. And what other guy will I do it with? And my compadre, my room, my previous roommate, my hombre, Kriston. What is going on? Hey, Kevin. Thanks again for the really warm welcome. It's good to be here. I'm excited for this podcast. Yes, sir, man. Kriston was on my podcast previously in 2020 uh, with Yousef when we were at the prime of the pandemic, at the, the center of the pinnacle of it. And hey, he's back again, and we're definitely going to jump into our first topic right away because it's super urgent, and it's honestly breaking news, uh, and that is the uh, elementary school shooting in Uvalde, um, Texas. Uh, killed 19 children and uh, two, uh, I think, teachers or two adults, and it's been real. it's sparked so much outrage, so much discussion now about gun control in the United States, why are uh, laws not being passed? Why is there, you know, sort of this negligence to this discussion so much for the last couple of years? And, you know, this comes 10 years now after the Sandy Hook shooting. This is now like another one of the most deadly elementary, you know, school shootings that's ever occurred in America. And so it's it's been super tragic hearing the, the stories and the testimonies and the families. And it's like I read tweets about people saying, like, you think you had a bad day. There's parents that need to bury their children and such. And it's just so unfortunately saddening to hear this news, especially a week after this Buffalo shooting that just occurred at the grocery, uh, the supermarket. Um, yep. And then another shooting that occurred. In, and there was uh, the California. other shooting. Yeah, in a yep, Asian exactly. um, or Taiwanese it's... church, right? So mm-hmm. how do you feel about this entire Stop. situation? And it, th- all this happening in, like, rapid succession. Yeah, honestly, like all of this within uh, two weeks, Max, you know, it really does feel nonstop. Um, And the thing is, like, with the Buffalo shooting and with this school shooting, the shooters are 18-year-olds. That's another thing I identified. You know? What's going on? Like, these young, like, uh, literal kids, because 18 (laughs) is not no adult in my opinion nowadays. Exactly. Yep, I know, and that's that's what's heartbreaking as well. Um, I got the news when I was at work, you know, I got the notification on my phone, uh, Apple News, and you know, they, they don't always send me ups about like breaking news, so when you get it, you know, I look at it and I know something important, uh, it just is happening, and uh, when I read when I read it, it was 14 elementary that were dead at the time, and man, that consumed me like I just had to forget everything that I was doing and just like see what in the world is happening why is this happening so soon again after days on days you know we're talking about the Buffalo um, uh, followed by the one in California and now this you know it really does seem nonstop, and it's super unwarranted for and you know uh, then to go where the number rose to 19 students that were killed it's just i don't understand really how 
we, you know, uh, we as a country are still allowing this to happen because we do have the power to enact laws through our representatives. However, being passed, make a change to this, you know. And the thing is, like you said, we had Sandy Hook, and then we had many, many, many other massacres in between. Virginia Tech, like so many. Like when is an like when is too far? That's for the majority of people in the it's been too far majority of those in power. And I, that's definitely like where the root of the problem is. They think they're speaking for the majority and they think they're making decisions for the majority, however they aren't. <clears throat> I definitely agree. It's unfold. Like it's so unfortunate, like Things like this have to occur for us to make change. It is, again, I even saw some other tweet and it was pertaining to, I think, UK, the UK law. And like there was a a shooting that occurred, um, I think, back in 1996, if I remember correctly. And, you know, ever since that shooting had occurred, immediately they took precaution and put in laws and, and, you know, ensured that there was some type of gun safety, especially on school settings. And ever since then, they've had zero school shootings up to that point. And so mm-hmm. it just goes to show that gun control or gun laws can work. And there's so many countries around the world that have them enacted and are not experiencing this super crazy influx of, of tragedies that are occurring. And it's like, it's just the same story. And I hate to make it seem like we're numb to it because I don't want to be. But these headlines are too common and it's not good and it's not I think of all the people that are like young adults that maybe recently had kids and are potentially going to take them to school eventually you know what I'm saying and it's like seeing headlines like this is really disheartening and it makes you want to find other means to educate your children you know what I'm saying or like should remote learning just be you know something a little more common and all these type of things all these or, you know, arguments and discussion are being brought up and it's, it's so disheartening. Like I was even thinking about it myself cause I actually dropped my siblings off this morning um, to school and I was just like, damn, like I, I don't want nothing crazy to happen. And cause my brother says they go to like a middle school and a high school. They're pretty, um, they're parallel to each other, like right on the same um, road. And so it's like, you don't know what next psycho or what next maniac just thinks it's a good idea to walk into these school buildings and, and end the lives of so many young children that babies, if anything, that haven't even been able to really grasp, you know, the concept of life and, and the importance of it and experience certain things. Really? And it's like it's so it's so disheartening and it's so aggravating at the same time because we have people in power that can really make the change. And it's it's it's, it's always, you know, Mitch McConnell denying the bills and and thinking these things aren't important. I even and it's funny because like comedians even like instagram comedians have made videos and i was seeing a couple of them about how nonchalant egotistical and like super in their own bubble some of these you know politicians can be about these situations and it's like they kind of made this whole narrative the the comedian around how you know 
you know, you should make a change. Like, we just had another massacre occur. What are you going to do about it? And it's like, as long as my yeah. kids are fine, you know, nothing is going to change. Or I'm fine. Like, we're going to keep our guns and all these things. And it's like, that yeah. sense of ownership has has really consumed and sort of metamorphosized into them just not caring about these situations anymore. And I just, I don't understand anymore. Yeah. It's It's like... We need to change how gun laws work. We need to change how you're able to obtain a weapon. Like, Lord knows how he got uh, the shooter that shot up the elementary school in uh, Uvalde, got the weapon. It's sad already that he was texting, apparently. So I saw text messages uh, from CNN. It was like a clip. And they were like, uh, I think he was texting somebody um, out of the country. I forget what country. And they were exchanging text messages saying how he was like about to shoot up the school. He just shot his grandmother to this individual. I think it was some girl he was talking to. And it's just like, and he's like, okay, now I'm about to go shoot up an elementary school. And it's like that person didn't even bother to call or or like, you know, it's just a lot of things can be done to stop. Yeah, a lot of things can be done on all. Yeah, for sure. For sure, needs improvement. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that that's I didn't hear that. That's that's not <laughs> not ideal for sure. Because uh, you know the person that got those texts, they definitely had the opportunity to stop a lot of the casualties, to make a big difference, stop things before it happens. And again, goes to where the lawmakers come in. We have the opportunity to stop things before it happens. However, a lot of the lawmakers that oppose uh, gun restrictions and gun laws, they're saying, okay, well the way we can help this is instead of stopping things proactively you know uh at the time uh when weapons are going to be bought you know with background checks and so forth we'll stop once they start doing damage so we'll give the teachers weapons and that way once a student gets shot once it's injured then this the teacher can step in and then use their weapon to then put an end to things yeah but if you go ahead and you know and stricter restrictions on just assault weapons from the get-go then about arming the teachers and then even better no one gets in like arming the teachers there's somebody to get hurt before they can step in prevent that all in all yeah i agree i mean there's so many scenarios we can go into on how best this can be handled and and what ways, you know, that this can be mitigated. I mean, one big thing I also hear is, like, metal detectors through schools. And I know some school systems already do it, like, in New York and such. Yep. But yep. I really think about it in my, like, if I were to be back in high school or, or the public schooling system, how I would feel um, having those things exactly. in place. And it's like, damn, am I really, yeah. like, on the verge of, like, looking out for my life every day when I go to school just because some maniac can pull up any day and do whatever they want? Like, it's... That that in of itself is the fear I don't want instilled into young children. Um, and and mm-hmm. that again, I was watching a lot of videos and, and just people on TikTok talking about this too. And one mom was like, she had to really explain this to her eleven year old about you know what happened and why it may have happened and how you know statistically mm-hmm. you know it's rare for these things to occur, right? But it still doesn't you know outweigh the fact of how you know frequent mass shootings in general occur in america and so yeah it was important for her to educate her daughter though she's young to to know about these things and why they go through you know mass shooting drills so exactly i I mean i remember being in freaking high school and them doing the the drills and it's like 
the freaking administrators will go by the door and like you'll be under the desk yeah. or like shoved into a corner or whatever and they'll like touch the door as if they're a shooter trying to break in and shit. And it's yep. like and just to see what you do. You exactly. Know? Like when yeah. you scream, Give you when the you training. do what. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. And yeah, like how does an eighteen year old get into the school in the first place? You know, I guess how does eighteen year old eighteen year old get into an elementary school in the first place? Exactly. I, I guess they're in elementary school, so they don't have the security or no. They should. I mean, so, so again, this elementary school. At what point? Yeah. Like, how far did he get? You know, just like that's like, was what he able I'm to wondering. Just walk right in. I I don't know that full story, but I what I do know, like before he even entered the school, apparently he crashed his car. Okay, I don't know if anybody heard that or that should have been a surefire indicator that like there's some maniac in the in the proximity of the school. Like we we need to you know take a look at this or like somebody needs to approach him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure like at this point, I feel like there should be elementary schools that have a security person you know at least one yeah exactly you know what i'm saying and i'm yep. sure they have cameras um so I, I don't know it's it's really bizarre how this really unfolds i'm sure this happened in, in in very you know rapid succession that it was hard to, to figure things just out and process crashed the car ran right in yeah you know and just he had this and so he just went and enacted it without thinking it's crazy absolutely yeah. insane. so story's still unfolding it um, is but yeah hearts out to the family it's can't imagine what they're honestly yeah I really can't either. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, look, so the school is um, predominantly um, Hispanic, actually. And then the rest yeah, of the I'm... population is mm-hmm. white, right? So, I mean, sure, the perpetrator this time around wasn't white, right? Which is the typical, you know, ending. Um, but the whole situation, too, uh, is that after the uh, uh, Salvador Ramos, the, the suspect uh, behind this entire tragedy... Um, when he was, well, when he finished, you know, sort of massacring um, the person, I think he had a gun battle with uh, law enforcement. And then afterwards, um, he was shot in the head and, and killed on site. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and that is not what you hear all the time with white shooters. Anytime there are white shooters, they are always arrested. They, the guns are taken from them. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're giving food and water and all these, like the treatment is different, you know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny. I, I just saw another headline, um, about how it's been two years since the George Floyd incident. What have we learned? What is, has the world changed? Like what is, you know, ever since all, everything that happened during the pandemic, what is, what has changed? And it's like, it feels like we haven't learned much still, um, you know, though this yeah. wasn't like race motivated, racially motivated, like the Buffalo shooting, um, it still just brings into the question about whether or not, you know, the officials in power, the politicians, the people that can really make a change for this nation really care about the people that live in it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's just, literally so many people are tuning in. It's just another day in America where, you know, abortion rights are really on the, the crippling edge and women can't make decisions for their own bodies. It's, you know, in America, there's um, a mass shortage of baby um, powder or baby uh, formula. And so, and not many, you know, there's some women out there that can't even breastfeed their children and they require this in order to feed their children. And now they're, you know, in this really big discrepancy. And then, you know, it's another day in America that, you know, you'll see a headline of mass shootings. And it's just like, 
When will it end? Insane. When, when, you know, there's so many compounding things. And, 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 you know, they really don't lie when they say when the weather gets warmer, the crime rate goes higher. And it's, it's, that is very, definitely a really true statement. And I've noticed that um, growing and up. And what sucks is the summer's just starting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, if, if we start the summer off with a series of massacres and mass shootings, man. Who knows what is. You know, yeah, who knows what's in store for the summer. And and another thing that did well was the pandemic, you know, everybody being cooped up inside. Yeah. You know, like stir crazy. Uh, and, you know, we all got a little bit that way at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, but that lead to an increase, an uptick in crime throughout the year as well. Right. And um, that up, that jump, it didn't go back down now that things are open. It kind of just... Uh, it kept it tight and now it's only going up so you know uh based on that trend like it's kind of uneasy you know uh you know like you're not safe in your church you're not safe uh grocery shopping you're not safe your, your kids aren't safe in school you know like it, they they inherit safe but you can't help but have that little thought in the back of your head like man am i safe Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, again, rest in peace to all of the children um, and the, the teacher, um, the teachers that, you know, stood up and defended, you know, the students um, through this entire massacre. Um, and, you know, I just I want us to do better. I want this nation to do better. I just want us to unite as one, um, you know, no matter ethnicity, no matter background, no matter gender whatever whatever you you identify as like we need to really yeah. truly get through this rut and not allow things like this to occur anymore it's 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 been so difficult trying i, mm-hmm. I still was processing buffalo honestly in the, the church shoot i'm just like like why you know and then and, and the fact that the buffalo shooting like was streamed on twitch exactly and the obscenity that he wrote on his iron side of his weapon and and the manifesto of right supremacy that he wrote it's just it, it was so much to process mm-hmm. and like yeah. i just can't even fathom another tragedy happening simultaneously to young children especially in you're you're in texas and it's like you know that's that's yeah. around where you're at you know what i'm saying no matter where exactly. it is it's 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 immediate thought for concern. State, you know, yep. you hear something, you hear the state, you think about the people you know there immediately. It's just... So, yeah, uh, that's where, you know, we really have to pay attention now to what these politicians are going to do, these people of power. You know, Governor Abbott, when this happened yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, he was one of the first to speak out against it. Yep. Did he mention anything about... Uh, uh, rifle and uh, uh, weapon reform. I don't. He didn't um, want to do that. And you know, even to go on, like the NRA, they have one of their conferences, their national conferences, this week. Yeah, and guess who's speaking there? Uh, Governor Abbott, and also uh, President Trump. Yep. You know, and uh, this good time for them actually take responsibility and take action and say look I know you guys bring a lot of money but our children 
dying. Right. So we need to change this. Yes. So the world's going to be listening and the world's going to be watching. Yep. Let's see what they say and we're going to see what the outcome is. Um, because right now it's up in the air. Are they going to stand strong and pretend that this didn't happen a few days before the conference? Or are they actually going to address it? Let's see. I mean, come on, like, President Trump, you are a pre- pre- or former President Trump, you are a previous president, and you know, you know, even during his presidency, there were shootings that occurred, you know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, and even then, he didn't really make much, do much to inform the American public about, you know, ways we can reform guns, obviously, being our supporter of the NRA himself, but it's, this is the time, this is really the time to discuss this, you know, it, it's, I don't think there's be- ever been a better time to discuss this and the timing of everything just really shows and it needs to show that they do care and that they will they have power their voices mm-hmm. the nra the people that are the uh, executives of the nra will listen to what they have to say i promise you and so if they agree and they think that you're they gloss over it and they don't even acknowledge the situations then it will continue to be ignored and, and including exactly. those people yep. that support them will also take that with them. Cause they have so much influence just behind their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they say, their supporters will listen to as we saw with the January 6th riot. Yep. That's and, you know, yep. So choose your words wisely. President Trump, please uh, make a change. All right. Make a change. That's all. I'm going to let you end it off right there. Honestly. All right, segue into our next topic. Life, you know, so guys, Chris and I are young adults. You know, we're still trying to navigate and and look at how the world works, especially from the grand scheme of things. You know, we're investors. You know, we have cars and such, and so we have to pay for that. Yeah, we make some money. Yeah, we're we're trying to be conservative. You know, we try to have some fun every once in a while. Um, But... Right now, the biggest discussion, and I mean, it was discussion about two months ago, um, was the outrageous gas prices that we were seeing um, across America. And, you know, even California, they're recording highs of, what, 6 to $7, um, you know, being some of the highest ever. So these, so these prices are the highest recorded prices ever in American history. Um, ever? Wow. Yes, which is crazy. Insane. But... My issue, again, with all this inflation and all the gas price increase, I mean, and a lot of people are going to immediately attribute it to, okay, Russia was a supplier of, uh, what is it, I think, what is it, 13, 15% of uh, the petroleum of the United States, and now that the Ukraine and Russia crisis is currently occurring, they're no longer a part of that, so now we are solely focusing Mm -hmm. on our um, our own supply, right? So... Now, people are saying that, you know, because of that, this is the immediate reason as to why gas prices are up. And that is not entirely true. We have Shell, BP, Exxon, Mobil, and Chevron, some of the biggest um, providers of petroleum and gasoline. And they are the ones that are really finicking with the numbers at the moment. And the reason why that gas prices are so high, they're... So these companies are able to... uh, kind of bypass a lot of tax cuts um and, and make a lot of profits yearly and now they are recording some of the greatest like biggest amount of sales that they ever had and we're not even halfway through 2020 uh, 2022 which is crazy um so it really 
goes to show, especially now that we've been having discussions about minimum wage and and how you know the, you know especially uh, the Democratic Party really wants to increase minimum wage fifteen dollars, you know that's immediately going to bring you know immediate inflation, and on top of that, you know gas prices mm-hmm. being so expensive, people are looking for alternatives. Um, you know, people that work from home are really fortunate to not have to pay gas as often. Um, but again, these gas uh, companies are really benefiting and profiting off of this. And and so what are your thoughts, Kristan, on this in terms of inflation uh, for the average American? You know, is it really becoming unlivable, you know, to live on a shoestring budget? You know what I'm saying? And, and have to pay all your expenditures and, you know, on top if you have children. It's definitely becoming really, really difficult. Like gas, it's everything, you know. Uh, just your your everyday living expenses, you know, your everyday, uh, you know, you got your food, you know, bread, milk, um, rice, everything is increasing mm-hmm. in cost. And that stuff you can't live without. And if you work and you got to drive to that work, get there somehow, and you don't have a good public transportation system, then that then gasoline is something you can't you can't live without as well so you're just gonna have to bite the bullet and pay that extra uh premium for the gas yeah it's gonna hurt and it does hurt um <clears throat> for example here in texas last summer when i was here it was uh, hitting around 230 to 250 per Jeez. gallon and yeah wow. it, yeah it was really nice <laughs> it was really nice. my first time down here wow uh, i was very surprised um, but now it's going up to 420, uh, 440, uh, just for the uh, basic unleaded. You know that that's still low compared to you know the cities in the United States, uh, especially up north and California, as you're saying. And everything's going up, but most people it hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Right. So have to still do what you're doing with um what you had um but you know, at uh-huh. and my dad for example he was telling me like he doesn't fill up his um honda pilot fully anymore he just puts in a set amount every week for the week yeah. um yeah because he only puts in around 40 dollars, and that only fills it up about a third no of way. the tank what? Yeah, once we yeah. to fill the whole thing. Yeah, and wow. you know it gets much worse for depending on what you drive. Um, yeah. Now he's he's like I, I can't, I don't want to, 120, 100 plus, uh, just to fill up all the way. So I just fill up a little bit at a time now. Yeah. And you know like it, it's just, you know like it's really hard. It it can really put a lot of people out of it put a lot of people into depression you know mm-hmm. seeing how all their hard work at work and all their earnings worth less essentially and you know they're doing this but they're getting less in the end you know and it it's it's a real mental game you got to stay strong um for me like i i just started my job uh within the past three months now yeah. you know so nice having a salary you know my salary and um this was before the new inflation numbers came in uh and you know, i was planning it out i said okay i'm gonna invest this amount 
uh, I'm gonna you know save this amount for myself and trips and I'm gonna save up for you know buying a house you know or something in the future so got my and just recently I had to pull back on the amount that I'm investing just because that money you know I thought I was saving up for that money that I thought I was gonna get throughout the year like it's way less because my regular living day expenses has gone up and it's affecting everybody the same yep it has been really crazy seeing how gas prices are affecting everything and not just Mm. you know people that drive you know get cars with gasoline um and also i i also don't like how um they're starting to crack down or tax people that own electric cars now so if you were an early adopter of like a tesla or um Toyota Prius or Nissan Leaf, all these electric cars, you know, you were really, you know, for the most part, saving some money, um, you know, charging up your car instead of uh, putting in octane. But yeah, now, you know, they, they really see that people now that the gas, especially the gas prices going up, people are trying to shift over. They're now trying to make a find a means to, to kind of profit off of people that own those those products. And so now it's it's like this whole ball game now again of like oh you're probably gonna be paying the same amount in taxes towards your electric car that you probably would for gas so like what's the trade off you know what is the benefit what's the cost uh, benefit um, you know and it's it's even for me because I'm thinking about getting my first you know Tesla soon so it's like <clears throat> is it a good investment still like is it smart to do it or is it gonna be detrimental um, you know is electric consumption worse for the environment than than gasoline you know all these type of things you know because i'm sort of an environmentalist in the sense that you know i don't want to use so much energy and have my carbon footprint super big um but you know what is what is the best way to go about it and it's you know that's why i've, I've seen why people especially that are in you know tech fields engineering fields even business that have the option to work from home they are taking full advantage of it some people's bosses haven't said nothing to them and they continuously to continue to do it as long as you know they're producing great work um so you know as long as the output is, is still you know monumental and substantial for companies they're they're probably not going to make that change anytime soon but hey regardless man i think it's pretty outrageous that i'm gonna see five dollar gas prices for 87 octane on the east coast it's it's gonna be ridiculous yeah. um but I know, I know. We tapped into the uh, the strategic reserve for gas that we had. So, uh, yeah. but I don't think that really made an impact at no, all. Not at all. In the end, they still, you know, these uh, gas companies, they still have a big influence on what the final price turns out to be. Yep. And you know, there's a lot of people that need gas, so just it really drop in the bucket when you only pull out a couple minutes. Uh, gallons of gas it's not going very far yeah absolutely so that's definitely something we'll keep monitoring and keeping an eye on i mean like a lot of my friends say uh you know what are you gonna do when the gas prices are this much you know the best thing and if actually i can give you guys some advice if you want to look for gas prices that are cheap in your area there is an app called gas buddy and that app takes your uh, zip code or your immediate location and gives you the gas prices that are the cheapest in your area and they go from a spectrum of highest or lowest to highest to the bottom so you can look for places that are way cheaper um, I think last time I paid for gas it was like 433 
um, which was the cheapest at the time. I think it's going up just like maybe two cents or three cents. But hey, every cent counts. To be honest with you, I I, I never thought I'd be a super <laughs> big cheapskate about freaking gasoline. And mind you, this gas station is cash only. I don't typically carry cash, but ever since the, the inflation and the gas price soaring, <laughs> I have started withdrawing cash. And I was like, yes, nah. I'm going to this yep. gas station from now on. Like the fact that I pay $40 yeah. to fill up my tank now when I previously paid 25 is absurd. And, and that's just what it is. So definitely download yeah. gas buddy. Um, they tell you prices because even Exxon and like the major, uh, chains, they, their prices vary by location, which is pretty crazy. Um, so there could be an Exxon location that's way cheaper nearby to you than, you know, maybe near the city or some major city that you live at. Um, so all those discrepancies and, and um, situations do play a role in the overall gas price as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've been paying attention <laughs> on my way home, you know, just like always scoping out the gas stations, trying to see, hey, you know, where can I save a few cents? Because those few cents, it compounds, you know, it, does. it multiplies, you know, as you continue to fill up, you know, gas. Gallon after gallon, it adds up. <laughs> At week, this point, week after week, yeah. <laughs> oh man, what a world we are living in, guys, man. And this is why <laughs> this is called Wonder Wednesday because we want to know what ways we can improve our world and and be better human beings and citizens. You know what I'm saying? So. And that's why I named it this. And at the age, well, how old was I when I freaking made this? I was freaking 13 years old. So yeah, <laughs> wow. Curious mind at yeah. a young age. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah um anyway off of that going into music now because i really wanted to talk about music for a little while on the podcast and i didn't get to last time i did the podcast so Kriston, you are the lucky lucky person i get to dissect kendrick lamar's mr morale oh. big steppers the most anticipated album from kung fu kenny k-dot it's been five years since damn and we get this drop long time um you know on friday the 13th may 13th you know i immediately listened to it when they dropped at 12 and you know i i loved it you know what i'm saying i really did enjoy this album i know it's not what everybody anticipated it to be um in terms of like hard hitters and, and you know that 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 crank and the bars that kendrick delivers but the overall message is is what is super compelling to me and the that story. I find, yeah, the story and, and sort of where Kendrick's life is now that he has a child um, and that, he you know, he's married now and such and has a partner and has a family. So, you know, he's a grown man. You know, he has his grown man responsibilities and it, it, it really tight. Like we're, we'll go into it and we can go song by song if you want. I guess we could start first with, uh, I guess, what your favorite songs were on the album yeah yeah okay uh i had a lot of favorite songs not gonna lie but i guess no th this album was split into two separate tracks essentially yeah, two uh discs. two sides yep. you know disc yep uh and i'd have to say i think i like the second disc you know more just slightly first. more yeah uh -huh. yeah okay yeah would you um, like to elaborate but, uh yeah i don't know it just vibed with me a lot you know um i love the the first disc, for sure, um, because it was the opener, you know, it kind of initiated us back into Kendrick's world, and he's been gone for so long, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, a 
of you know i love the first song um oh from the disc uh count me out. yeah yeah there we go from the first disc yeah oh from the first disc. sorry united in grief yeah yes yep 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 no, yeah big fan of the whole overall um yeah just really good to hear hendrick return you know yeah he's i mean this is a, this album let me let me just say immediately I, I really like the concept of it mr morale being kendrick himself somebody who's integral someone who is a you know sort of a speaker and a leader in this industry and how you know he really tried to convey to his audience that he is not god he is not like the person who is the you know the chosen one of, of, of this entire art and that you know no one should expect him to respond to things or be the, the sort of like the, the spoken word and the voice of reason for certain situations that occur in the world he, he touched on covid he touched on just in general getting through hardships in life and I, so personally one of my favorite songs out of the album from the first this was we cry together with taylor page and boy oh boy like i didn't yeah. expect yeah. this track to be so no. freaking explicit and mind-boggling and and like the obscenities that they were saying to each other which is so vile was the, the fact that yeah. they were just irate with each other i was like wow like this is this is amazing <laughs> because yeah. of how much they were going back and forth uh but, so poetic yeah seriously and like it's yeah. funny because taylor page isn't even an artist she's a freaking actress and so like seeing her on <laughs> yeah. this was super like astonishing and she killed it like like bar for bar honestly she did an amazing job but like i like that dynamic they were kind of going uh back and forth of like sort of like a toxic relationship how you know going into women's rights you know from taylor's perspective you know being underpaid women being underpaid underprivileged um not able to you know get to certain positions and maybe the corporate ladder or uh just in general um being you know breadwinners but yeah and, and then kendrick kind of being really blatant <laughs> as well and saying you know you're exactly. on a period oh like yep. you, know, you know stop being so annoying you know you're always thinking that i'm in the wrong when it's mostly you you know in your emotional yeah. feelings and such so it's it was just a really kind vulnerable of. and like super straightforward track which i loved um you were about to say something yeah and that song you know it kind of uh replicated reality too like a lot of relationships are like exactly. you know like they go through the pain like the song title we cry together you know so yeah. it's like uh we have our fights we have our arguments it gets super heated you know and <laughs> but, <laughs> but in yeah, the end in the end <laughs> But in, in the, the end, end we can, come together as one, yeah, right? <laughs> we come together, yeah, as one, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember I was listening to the album, like, as soon as it dropped, man, I tried to it on Apple Music, but it was not working for me. Really? I was so mad. Wow. Yeah, and then I found out, like, like a few hours later, like, it was, like, Apple Music, the album wouldn't load as well, so I was pissed man i just wanted to listen to it and then i finally got to it when i was at work so i was listening to it and then that song came on i was like oh man let me load out my headphones yeah <laughs> for <sure>. real <laughs> like nobody nearby i can hear, hear what's happening <laughs> like you really <laughs> thought you were about listening to some chill song right it's just, or something somber because we cry together it kind of sounds a little somber but no and man. then you know you just hear the slurs back and forth i'm like okay they're gonna stop right fuck and you bitch keep going. I'm like, <laughs> i was like I'm oh like, my gosh wow no that was art for okay. real it was crazy yeah yep. and like the piano i think um the instrumental is really um sort of broken you know what i'm saying like the piano sounds really eerie and like super i guess what's the word man like mysterious you know what i'm saying like what's 
But yeah. how that happened next, like um, kind of like that um added uh suspense, you know what I'm saying, to the song. Yeah, yeah, I, I as well. Um I did like uh Rich Interlude well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but, um, I, Kodak, I like Kodak's Kodak's little testimony. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he really good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Big fan. People yeah, didn't like him on here, first... by the way. Uh, what do you think about? Because there was a lot of backlash about like Kodak being a little <laughs> uneducated or not to the level of Kendrick Lamar's intelligence, you know, and, and aptitude. Yeah. And so, how do you feel? Because you know, is... Kodak grew up in the hood in Florida. You know, he, he clearly doesn't speak the most and mind you like this track was more like spoken word you know what i'm saying it wasn't really so much yep. like uh him rapping right mm -hmm. yeah yeah i all i gotta say is you know you, i trust kendrick to, to, <laughs> to you know to, <laughs> to choose the those features super wisely especially for his comeback album yeah you know and the fact that he featured kodak so much on this like that that alone should be more than enough for you to say okay like kodak like like he <laughs> you know what i mean and like he he was actually really good in throughout the album uh he had his few highlights uh i think at the what was it in the second half uh, like in the yeah second half he had a mm -hmm. few he had silent hill and then he had like a one line in the beginning of mirror or mother are sober i forget yep but yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just like he pops up numerous times, and you know, it's just like I was a fan. Yeah, what can I say? Me too. I I think Kodak was a great addition to this, and like, sort of like the the differences in their lives, um, especially growing up. I mean, they definitely have a lot of similarities. You know, Kendrick being from um, Compton, which is another crime-ridden place. Kodak being from you know Southern Florida, you know where there's tons of crime that occurs. Um, and kind of getting out of those situations and bettering themselves. Um, but Kodak, especially in Rich, the interlude, he really alludes to a lot of things pertaining to like, you know, what are you doing with Kendrick? What are you doing with a legend? Like, um, you know, even though he's exactly. succeeded in the rap game, he has been incarcerated, you know, being at the top of his game and being on the top of his career. So, you know, he's still not a perfect person. And like, yeah, it goes with um, what he happened with, uh, I don't know if you heard about what happened to Young Thug and Gunna. Um, they yeah. are both kind yeah, of man. in a Rico charge situation with a bunch of crimes that they've been involved with and shootings that they've been involved with in you know the Atlanta area, and so yeah, now both of them. It's are not like looking the, good. It's not at all. I'm especially no. for Thugger yeah. because he's he, more of the per perpetrator behind some of them and you know kind of directly involved gonna has been sort of like a solicitor and a person that's been on the back burner um so he has a better chance of, of being released i think he's supposed to actually be released in the coming days or weeks nice yeah i really hope so yeah. yeah these are you know these are the primal you know the leaders of the rap game right now yeah. two of them just being gone the same day being out of it yeah. like man that'll definitely change things uh so really hoping you know uh things go and they get out pretty soon. Yeah. And in addition, yeah. just um, since we're talking about YSL, Young Stoner Life in general right now, rest mm -hmm. in peace to Little Kid. Man, Little Kid was like literally the same age as us, bro. And like he has this, he has a super high pitched vocals. Like he's very similar to Thugger in the sense of like being able to stretch out his voice and do a lot of unique things with it. And like I remember back in 2019. I'm a 
touching your body. We put a whole lot of hundreds on bodies. She treat me like candy, she lit me like lollies. Too many lows, yeah, I need a dollar. Got too many home caressing they body. Got too many poles on my road, baby. I check my crib when she ready, ready. It's up in my stage, not up in my pack. They put in that mess and they get the rabbit. I come a long way, they killing everybody. We come a long way, we not to anybody. Cardio friends, I don't see anybody. When I was interning in the summer, listening to a lot of Little Key, uh, Long Live Mexico, Long Live Mexico project, and like, I don't know what it was about his voice, but it was mm. so. It was like when I first discovered Trippy Red, and I was like, "Who is this guy? Why does oh, he yeah. sound so raspy? <laughs> why does he sound like? Yep, why yep. is he such a big mix between like screamo, hardcore, rock, and hip hop? And, and why does it sound so yeah. good together, right? Um, so, you know, Keed is definitely somebody that I really. Uh, you know, really liked, I enjoyed his music, I thought he was an amazing uh, lyricist, even, um, at certain points, though, you know, he talks about the same generic things, um, he still was, mm. you know, somebody that was liked in the rap game, now, you know, he has his little brother, Little Got It, um, who's now gonna really take the, the throne and the cape, and, and hopefully carry on his legacy, so again, Recipe's Little Kid, man, um, apparently he died to liver failure. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but he apparently drank a lot of lean and um, took a lot of perks uh, yeah. and, and a lot of, you know, uh, opioids. So it's mm, it's sad to yeah. see. Um, it, but it, it, it's yeah. also been mysterious because people are like, oh, like, YSL is going through a rough patch, like two of the biggest guys yep. on there are, you know, incarcerated right now. And then Little Kid dies mysteriously. Like, what's going on? So. But yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Completely veered from the, the the album. Going back to Kendrick now. Um, again, I just want to say, you know, this is a beautiful compilation of music um, and a beautiful, uh, I guess, ode to certain things. You know, Kendrick touched on infidelity, and you know, even I think he had made a comment about yep. racism or not racism, like feeling like he's letting his ancestors down because of the fact that he like mess with like white girls and, and uh, in, uh, yeah. in the UK or in Europe or whatever and it's like all those like things are so... very interesting you know what I'm saying like I, it's, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. weird because he really takes us into his mind and how it works and everything and, and even like talking about gender issues how his um what is it uncle is now an his aunt. aunt yeah his aunt you know what I'm saying yeah. you know that transformation yeah. and how he had to learn uh, you know about transgender uh, people and, yeah, and, them and how to understand and, and how to address them right their pronouns same thing happened to his cousin you know yep um, these are true stories right yeah I'm, I'm sure yep. yeah yeah so you know it, it really second half especially is like a peek into like his past you know uh he talks about his aunt and he like you said like his battle you know his journey to understanding you know how to understand like he mentions how like in the church calling out his cousin he's in the wrong he kind of shows like okay i'm now the one with full understanding and uh, those calling him out they're the ones that don't really understand what he's going through Mm -hmm. and who he is now you know it's about yes uh what's that other song where it's like he's faced trauma in the past and he said like oh the truth but they didn't believe him and then uh he says like all rappers have been through this yeah. I, i'm, I'm quoting very bad i think it's now. <laughs> yeah. i think it's mother a sober if i remember correctly i think it was that yeah, one yeah it was definitely yep. that yeah yep. that one is yep. definitely one of the the deepest like and, and uh beth gibbons who's a part of um uh this band i'm forgetting the name 
um, she her features on the on the back end of this track was really amazing and, and amazing to to hear. But yeah, 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 and I love Savior, of course. Yep, uh, what they became. Yeah, it's a yes. great album, great song. Yep, for sure. It was hard. Keem... Love starting too. Yeah. Yes, yes, the interlude yeah. is great too. A lot of people don't <laughs> seem to like that, but I, I love it a lot. I think he did an excellent job. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy you got a good feature on this. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. Um. Going back to um, Mother I Sober, definitely talk uh, when he talked about, and, and I like how from disc one and two. So this one he talks about his father within, within father time, um, and then disc two he talks about his mother with Mother I Sober, which is pretty interesting. Um, so I guess I'll start with um, Father Time. Um, I guess what did you think about Father Time and Sanfa's future and all that? If you remember, remember. Uh, yeah. so about so he <laughs> talked about so Kendra was talking about his daddy issues, how he's kind of learned about the persona of like masculinity femininity uh what his experiences was with yeah, toxic masculinity yeah. um and like mental health and with his also. dad yep mm-hmm. and all the situations that yeah, and kind of talked we yeah, have talked about gang culture being young a, bl- a young black man in compton you know like the toxic masculinity thing like it is present for sure and you know like he was saying like his dad you know like he'd be going through stuff but he would never show never show it never show emotion and he tell that to Kendrick, you know, like, you got to do the same thing. You know, you got to be strong. But, like, that's what gushing comes. Is it strong or are you just, you know, just holding back your emotions? Yeah. Expressing it, you know, uh, having a conversation with people, keeping it to yourself. Like, what's the right answer? You know, I was raised to do that. Me, on the other hand, like, I, I see, you know, like, wrong. Sometimes, you know, you just got to gotta express yourself you know gotta have that conversation with people and and just like uh yourself go fully and be okay with that it's super astonishing like seeing and it's very relatable in the sense of like situations you dealt with with your father even like him indirectly influencing you even though you know he didn't teach you certain things um kind of like what kendrick talked about in the song and um you know the sort of the atrocities and the back and forth that they would have uh between his mother and father um and how those daddy issues now are trans uh, transpiring, or the ways that he's trying to evade those things now, raising his own child. Um, he also made that illusion of like yeah. when Kendrick and uh, or Kanye got back with Drake. I was slightly confused. Guess I'm not mature yeah. as I think. Got some healing to do. Like it's crazy because we want people to butt heads at each other. Some of the most notorious rappers and notorious artists and talent. Um, and that's toxic and masculinity. Beat, you, know? you know, we want to see that. We yeah. want to see that back and forth. And that's just the internet in general. People love outrage. People love drama. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's just another thing that he, you know, he talked about with, you know, double taps on Instagram um, and all that stuff. And, you know, it's just a different world. Definitely since he dropped Damn, the world has changed dramatically from a race, you know, based perspective and, you know, us talking more about mental health and domestic violence and relationships and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that that line with you know Kanye and Drake, you know, uh, making up and him saying he has a lot to do, you know, kind of makes me wonder: is there a future where him and Kanye collab? Exactly. (laughs) You know, I was really hoping there'd be a Kanye West feature on this album. I I just couldn't believe that there wasn't because Future got one on a freaking uh, what is it called? I never liked you, and I mean it was alright, but Kendrick and Kanye on track, like, come on, we gotta see it eventually, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've been <laughs> But anyway, I'm I'm still very impressed by this album. Um, a lot of people gave it good reviews, positive reviews. Even though you know it's not a hard hitter. I mean, your hard hitters on this are N95, Silent, um, 
Silent Hill. Those are some of the biggest songs. Um, personally, my favorite song, another one of my favorite songs in this is Purple Hearts with Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer. Though yeah. it's a little weird uh, in terms of topic, especially coming from Summer Walker about how if you don't really love me, if you don't eat my ass and stuff like that, like we don't, we're not going to talk about that, but <laughs> yeah. in terms of, <laughs> in terms of like, um, you know, what Hendrix, especially saying in the chorus, like tippy toeing and I'm up walking mm. and like how this album is called, you know, Mr. Morale and the big steppers, the people that are kind of walking in their purpose and like are, are moving with, um, you know, with direction. Um, it just goes to show that you're more affirmative, you're more uh, bold and confident in whatever steps you take. When you're tap dancing around things, then you're a little yep. less um, tap dancing. Yeah, you're a little, and you heard that, you know, sort of in yeah. parts of songs. Um, when you're tap dancing, you're not as sure. You're really belligerent. Um, you know, you're, you're avoiding things. Yeah, exactly. Going around it. Yeah, I, I like how you know they definitely use the tap dancing throughout the, the whole album. You know, like yep. you, you just hear it in the background. Yep. It's like, it, you know? especially at the end of um, we cry together. So at first, we cry together. So at yep. first, I was like, yep. are they piping, bro? Like, what's happening? Like, what is that sound? But yeah. <laughs> but when I, I listened know. more, I was like, oh, like Stop. The, the crazy no back and forth there in their <laughs> relationship just goes to show like how they're not in the correct headspace, and and that's causing them to you know kind of rumble around and tap dance and you know not really know what they're doing, right? So that theme just carried on throughout the album. Yeah. yeah it was a really good album. Yes. Like you said, uh, deep, really nice take and uh, look into Kendrick, you know, and his mind and where he's been, you know, mm-hmm. for these past few years. And it kind of seems like he, you know, is ready for more, ready to get back into it. So I'm hoping, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we get more out of him. <laughs> you sure. know, we, we had the two songs with Baby Keem recently yep. and, you know, the album. So let's, let's see if, you know, this momentum continues. I mean, definitely, what was it? A banger? I forget the the song name. Freaking, it was a banger, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, What was it? Top of the Morning, top of the Range, Range Brothers. Oh, oh, that's, that yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, one that he yeah. did that not many people liked. But definitely the main one that won a Grammy with Baby Keem and Family Ties. That was a you know phenomenal verse from Kendrick. Even the music video is just dope, and in terms of its symbolism and depiction of Kendrick kind of dancing around and such, like it, yeah, it was I cool. Know, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and what was the the song he released before the album, The Heart Five? The Heart Part no, Five, no. yeah. So The Heart, the Heart is Heart a, Heart a Five, long yeah. done series that Kendrick has done since his inception. Um, and he a really, pre-release, yes. And like, it, yeah. you know, a lot of people were thinking this was going to be on the album, but like traditionally, previously when he's made the Heart series, they've all been singles. So, you know, the music video, by the way, the, the deep fakes of OJ, Nipsey Hussle, Kanye, Kobe, and um, what's his freaking Will name? Smith. Will Smith, Will Smith, yeah. and um, uh, Jesse Smollett. It's like but, he, yeah. his lyrics were amplifying and like, um, what's the word? Like really... Sh- like through him being the person in the video i think the music video does a good job of like connecting everything so if you just listen to it it can be a little difficult but like watching it's like oh my god he's talking about kobe and being supreme and being the greatest at at this craft and then same with kanye and like will smith with what's going on in the news and his life kind of going in shambles and nipsey hustle with trying to provide and being a good person to your community yet you know tragically being uh you know relinquished for that right 
So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You pretty much covered it, man. Like <laughs> great, great music video. Like like I said, like like you said, you got to watch it. You know, with the song, with while listening to it to yeah. get the full effect for sure. Yeah, get the full understanding. Well, hey, I think that was a pretty good synopsis on how we felt about the album. Let me know what you guys thought. Hey, I do do or do do. I do want to do uh, <laughs> like people who want to like bring in uh, questions into the podcast or anything like that. So I, I do have an option for that on Spotify uh, that you can like send audio messages. But if you want to send one via Instagram, you know, at Zach and bro everywhere or anywhere else, please feel free to do so. Um, I'm more than open to do that because um, I know I do have listeners and like I, I know you guys listen. Uh, it might be quiet or shy, but. I want to interact with you and make this more interactive. So if you have a burning question about me and my life or even my guests or just a general question in general, because most of us are in our early 20s. Um, and so we're still kind of navigating our lives. And I'm sure you guys are probably, uh, you know, college students yourselves or, you know, in an early adulthood. Um, so, hey, let's try to relate to each other and, you know, bring more peace and more discussion to things that are, you know, super um, important to us. And so... Again, Kriston, we're hitting the hour mark. We've talked a lot. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming back on the podcast as a returning guest. Your testimonies and your things that you came to discuss were, were great additions. And I appreciate you and your knowledge, uh, for spreading your knowledge with our, our listeners. Yeah, no, thanks again for inviting me, man. Um, it's always a pleasure. You know, always a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah, I definitely want to show up more often in the future. And yeah, really good job, like, keeping this going. You said since you've been 13. Like, <laughs> that's, that's that's awesome. You, you really did have foresight. So yeah, um, and always happy to take part. Awesome, man. Appreciate you for coming by once again, man. This, hey, this guy is a huge influence for me as well. And, and like they always say, you are the top five people you spend the most time with. People should drive you and push you to be a better version of yourself so make sure you surround yourself with amazing people amazing friends um and also you know doing great things for yourself as well you know what i'm saying try to make yourself stand out in whatever department or whatever industry that you're in um you know being a college student or, or whatever the case is you know especially for a minority because you know most of the people that i bring on the podcast we are all minorities uh that have navigated pwis and such um and you know even my last podcast uh we talked about you know student loans and how the extensions uh you know will affect students how college is not so much a selling of education but more of the experience and the overarching experience that you will get and that's really the selling point behind it so that's why so many students i feel like now are really attending college more than ever it's like high school diplomas are virtually nothing now so yeah so thanks again Kriston. thanks for coming on guys make sure you check him out where can we find you Kriston? Uh, you can find me on instagram uh at king Kriston, king underscore Kriston. you know you got your linkedin's as well if you want to <laughs> add me there <laughs> but yeah uh that's it for now but also in the works making my own podcast so look out for that the podcast is going to be called your success handbook so i like this uh in the loop of that Oh yeah, but yeah, looking we'll forward sure. to having we'll you sure to as a guest this. as well, man. Oh yeah, I'll, hey, I'll <laughs> be sure, sure to promote you before you even have your first episode out. Let's promote you, make sure <laughs> you got a base of listeners ready to go, and and you know, I've already checked out you know their page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. I'm excited um, yeah. for that project. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm just uh, taking notes, you know. <laughs> Trying to <laughs> the best right now, so. <laughs> yeah. Try my best, man. Try to make it as natural as possible. The, the, the more, you know, the more transparent, the better, right? 
with that, guys, thank you again for watching. You can find me everywhere at Zach and Bro on all social media, Twitch, YouTube. I, like I said, I've been on Twitch a lot, right? I stream almost every day, guys. So if you really want to keep up with me, I'm over there. Um, but, yeah, new YouTube video coming out soon. Um, not going to say when, but coming soon. Um, so look, be on the lookout for that. And, yeah, appreciate you guys listening in to the podcast. Be sure to rate this app, uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. I'll leave a little nice comment. Say, you know, Kevin does a great job of delving into super poignant topics and brings guests that give great perspective on their worldviews and the ways that we can improve society as a whole. I don't know, right? Say whatever you want. Or you could just steal everything I just said. Quote me. Word for word. Anyway, thanks guys for listening. See you guys in the next one. Peace and hair grease. If you believe-